Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that takes a look at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. I'd like to welcome Diamond Leung, Managing Editor of Sport Techie, to the Sports Marketing Huddle. So Diamond, Brian and I are both big fans of what you guys do at Sport Techie. We use your articles often for real-time marketing topics on the sport mar- Sports Marketing Huddle. See, look at me, I'm already dropping the S off of ours as well. Um, one thing that we've certainly noticed is the growth that we've seen from you guys since we started the podcast until now. So can you talk a little bit more about how Sport Techie has grown and differentiated yourselves? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate the kind words. And, you know, it's an exciting time right now for Sport Techie. Um, you know, it's I think I've been on the job for about six months now. Uh, I, I believe you guys have had our staff writer on, Mark Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all we both came on at the same time, and we're really building up uh, the editorial side uh, of what Sport Techie does. And we're just here covering all aspects of sports and technology, as you know, and, and uh, just looking to continue to grow the site in, in many ways. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's an, definitely an, a growing industry, and I think uh, we, we've touched upon uh, really all aspects from all over the world of, of where of how people are just genuinely excited about the space. Um, and we look forward to doing more. That's awesome. And, and obviously you guys have grown a lot and I know that you have a lot more plans to continue to grow. I'm curious because you know, we're talking about sports tech right? for, for the most part, obviously you guys cover, cover a lot of stuff in that, in that genre, but it's pretty niche. It's, it's, and it's very specific. Do you think that, that having, um, you know, a, a publication, a, a, media company that is in a niche is the way to be successful moving forward instead of being broad like so many traditional media companies are yeah i mean that that's what we're about that's what we believe um we, we think this is kind of a, a unique space where um it's a small industry as you know right and um we feel like uh if we can have you know these eyeballs on us and and group um you know this tight-knit industry together i think we can we have something powerful there um, just recently, I know you stopped by our, our meetup before and, and, and we just had one last night and the reception we get is incredible uh, in terms of uh, the folks that come out, uh, the folks that genuinely read us and, and are excited to, to, to have us in this space. And, uh, you know, we just think it's, uh, it's something big going forward. We, we, go ahead, Rob, go ahead. No, you jump in here. Keep going, Brian. <laughs> See, this is when we'll edit stuff out. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll just leave this in. This is how it really is. Um, I, I'm curious because... In the sports technology world, there's so much stuff that happens all the time, and there's so many different angles. Is there anything to you in the last six months that's really stuck out to you as a big change in the marketplace? In the past six months, I mean, I think a lot of the technologies that we've seen kind of start up and then really get a chance to mature have really kind of taken on new life. I mean, we, we all know about Facebook Live, right? Like, we've... we've we see it pop up on our feeds. Um, we see, uh, you know, random folks streaming. Um, but on the sports side, I think we've really seen it, um, you know, make a big jump in terms of having, uh, you know, sports partnerships, the way they've ramped up and, and made sure to include, uh, you know, soccer organizations, soccer leagues, um, various underserved sports. Uh, you see surfing on there. You see, uh, you know, extreme sports. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I think for Facebook Live, it's one of those things where they took something that was mainstream already, and then in the sports tech space, um, 
you're going to see a lot more growth you already have and uh, into the future as well. Uh, just, I mean, something as simple as uh, just the other day in an NCAA tournament game, Oregon's men's basketball coach, Dana Altman, he's streaming on Facebook Live um, his pregame speech, including strategy um, and brutally honest strategy uh, before the game on Facebook Live so all the fans can see. I mean, this is something that's, you know, it, it kind of goes beyond, uh, you know, just the simple uh, tweet uh, even letting people in, af- uh, letting cameras in after games. Uh, this is something that's, I think, you know, organizations are looking to take a hold of uh, in terms of understanding that, hey, Facebook Live can help us uh, engage with our fans better. So that's just one of them. So let's talk about VR and sports, something we certainly see a ton on Sport Techie. It looks like the NBA has been one of the leaders of the sports leagues in terms of potential adoption. And I think I saw last night that you guys sent out a tweet that may have been from uh, the founder or the head of Next VR in terms of adoption, where he said he wasn't necessarily concerned about the lack of adoption of the headsets because of the game-changing nature of the technology. Yeah, uh, that was from uh, Vice President Danny Keynes. Um, and, uh, you know, earlier on, our, our, our staff writer, uh, Mark Burns, who was uh, moderating the panel, asked the crowd of sports tech folks, to raise their hands if they owned a VR headset. Not many did, maybe a few. And, um, you know, asked if that was kind of a, a concern for them. Uh, uh, Dan, Danny was adamant about like, hey, we think this is, the technology stands on its own and that, you know, eventually this is all going to catch up. Like the, the technology is is so great um, and so game-changing that I think folks are going to, um, you know, eventually uh, come around to, to 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 maybe putting in more into their daily lives. So uh, there's a lot of confidence in that space. Uh, from everything you hear, it's the first inning, right? Like every, everyone talks about, hey, we're just getting started. Um, the, the 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 way the NBA deal is structured is they have a game once a week uh, where you can watch it live in VR. And there's, I I think there's a general understanding that the technology is amazing, and to to even have such a thing going on is amazing at the same time there's plenty of room for improvement whether it's you think the uh you know the uh the live action is too pixely you uh you know you uh you maybe get nauseous watching it um all these things are going to be improved by technology um as as we go on through the years and uh, i think they next vr and probably a lot of folks in the vr space have a strong belief that hey this is going to be the 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 next wave now there's no question that VR is still early. Do you think it's too early? Do you think that this is there's going to be a continual adoption rate over the next coming years? Or do you think that this is too early and that it's going to take five, ten years before this is a thing? My sense is that it could take five, ten years, um, but that it'll still be around, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Um, you know, like, like the crowd showed, um, there's not enough people with these headsets right now. Um, if you make a a virtual reality announcement, I don't know that the majority of fans are, you know, pumped up and and running out to get their headsets right now. That's not what, uh, I don't think anybody really expects that right now. Um, but I think once they, once they have everything installed, once they've done the trial and error 
and then you know maybe five ten years down the road they look back and say like hey remember those days when mm-hmm. it was just kind of this small little outfit um uh you know one of the things that uh you know danny Keynes was saying last night he compared it to maybe live streaming i forget what year he used but maybe back in the 90s mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like like that this is where we are right now uh was what he said so uh you know it's i think it's it's something that'll stay around will it be the dominant force of where uh, you know, everybody's sitting in an arena with VR headsets on. I don't, I probably don't believe so. Like, I don't think so personally. Um, but I think it, it will be a technology that will, uh, be, uh, maybe a companion product for, for a lot of sports fans. So diamond, where's your head at right now in terms of attention looking forward? What's captured your interest? One of the things, uh, is really augmented reality. Um, I think that's uh, something that's that's really underrated, um, and, and I know it's been around for a long time, data overlays and all that. But I can't, you know, it's just the smartphone revolution, right? Like, like everybody has one, you know, unlike that VR headset. I, I think so, I, I think that's going to be something going forward that um, is going to be able to engage folks, um, going to be able to, you know, really find. Uh, mass appeal just because everybody has that smartphone and whether it's you know it, it goes beyond sports right it's not just uh, the, the average sports team uh, making a poster or a t-shirt come alive but uh, you know you saw the craze with Pokemon Go um, I think that 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 in the future some 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 other thing is going to happen where um, you're going to be able to to uh, to take advantage of everybody having a smartphone everybody doing the same thing with it and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Plenty of companies, uh, you know, working on kind of those activations. And we'll just see which one takes hold. Is there anything that is even earlier stages, any even like startup type stuff that you've seen that you're you don't necessarily know if it's going to go anywhere, but you're definitely keeping an eye on is there anything like that that sticks out to you? You know, I think. Um, you know, you, you know, in, in my line, you like you see things every day that blow your mind, right? And and you wonder, you know, is it gonna is it gonna work? Are are are, are sports uh, leagues or fans gonna take to it? I, I do see that, um, you know, because analytics, just sports analytics in general, already has um, like a strong base, uh, a, a kind of a strong. Uh, they've they've established themselves uh, kind of in the fabric of sports organizations. And I think, I think big data is going to, going to, going to do it, um, for, for, for the companies that are looking forward to, to really capitalizing on that and, and being able to, to capture that, uh, not only accurately, but be able to provide insights. I think that's the, you know, it, it, it's almost like, um, being able to, those who aggregate are going to win. Right. Mm. And so, um, I, I think for, for the companies that are working toward that, and, and there are many of them, um, for, for, for the ones there, um, you know, I think if, if they can kind of further unlock those insights and that can produce wins, I mean, you might see that Moneyball revolution. I think it's going on right now. Um, I think teams are just really guarded in their secrets. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think as those things come to light, it's going to be, um, you know, I think those companies are going to make a lot of money. One question that kind of piggybacks on that wearable technology is all over the place there's a million different brands and startups that have something that you can attach to something on an athlete that has that gives some sort of data and feedback do you think that's too saturated is it a good thing that there's so many companies is it where do you see that part of the industry going yeah great question um 
I do see it as too saturated, but I also see that as a good thing, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, I think those that track, um, and if we're just talking about uh, sports and fitness here, those that track data accurately are going to win, and the other ones that don't are going to be found out, and you know they're they're not going to win. Um, so I, I, you know, th- there's there's plenty of devices out there now. They're being validated and and, and being okayed by mainstream uh, sports organizations. You saw the NBA recently come out with their new CBA saying, hey, we're going to go through this approvals process where there's going to be a committee evaluating it so that for teams that want to request players wear them, they first have to go through that validation process. We, we've got to okay them to make sure they're safe, they're accurate, and this is something that benefits all sides. So I think as these kinds of things are being put in place, um, you're going to see which which devices work and, and which and which are kind of seen as well. You know, you can use that for your personal use, but we, we're not going to, you know, okay that. That's just for you to try. Right. So I think it'll sort itself out in some ways, and that's how that's how it all works, right? That, that's how the market works. Um, and and right now there just seems to be a lot of it out there. Exactly. Now my last question here is for the people that are listening that are on the team side or on the brand side. There's so much tech out there, whether we're talking about you know, live streaming or we're talking about VR or, or we've been talking about wearables. There's so many opportunities, but there's also so much noise. What should some of these brands and teams be looking to do th- to utilize some of these tools in a way that actually is beneficial and not just grabbing the next shiny object? Well, I think for each team, um, you know, they have to find out what works for them. Uh, it's... it's uh, I think, you know, when you go into an evaluations process, in some ways, you know, it it plays off what a sports team is all about, right? Oftentimes, um, a sports team will say the process in some ways is more important. Uh, It's something you can control rather than the result. Um, You know, the the evaluation process, meeting with a company, um, sitting down with, 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 with their CEO, going through multiple levels, whether it's an analytics department, uh, you know, a front office into an actual GM. I think to to get that process down is probably the most important thing. Um, and you ha- you've got to have a, a, a mix a, a mix of opinions in there. Whether it's just having an open mind to where technology can really benefit this team, uh, making sure you can evaluate it from the business side. Does it work there? So there's a lot of things that go into it. These teams already have um, their processes, but I think you know, in order to get better, um, you've got to be open minded. Uh, and and you've got to open some doors and 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 then go from there. Diamond, we really appreciate you coming on the Sports Marketing Huddle, guys. Make sure to check out Sport Techie. Brian and I both read it. We really appreciate all you guys do, Diamond. Thanks for having me, guys.